Welcome to the enchanting world of the Books and Brands podcast. In every episode, we explore the world of storytelling with authors, librarians, booksellers, and fellow book lovers like you. We're here to celebrate the magic of books. Plus, we have our very own monthly book club. We also explore the world of branding with the Silver Lining Design clients. Join us as clients share their branding journey and, of course, their love for books. Our mission? To leave you with that unforgettable feeling you get when you turn the final page of an incredible book. Brimming with hope, joy, and hungry for the next adventure. So cozy up with your favorite blanket, find your perfect listing spot, because it's time to dive into the world of books and brands. Hi, everybody. Welcome to December's Book Club book. This is Danielle. I'm Jen. And I'm Kale. I am going to jump right into the synopsis today because Jen read this book like a month and a half ago. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it's called In a Holidays and it is very much like a play on Groundhog's Day from what I've heard because I've never seen that movie. But Wait, what? Yeah, I know. Yeah, never seen it. So strange. Yeah, never seen anything like that actually. But anyway... um, (laughs) This is your first occurrence of a Groundhog Day like idea. That's the thing. Yeah, I think so. Because serendipity doesn't have that, does it? Was your mind blown? I mean, no. no I understand. The, I understand that. the concept. I've been around the block. <laughs> it's a trope, yeah. Kale. It's a it's trope. A <laughs> okay, sorry. Go ahead. So, okay, so it's a huge play on the Groundhog Day trope. One could say, and our main character, her name is May. And she is, every Christmas she goes and meets her, like, immediate family, as well as, like, her extended family, which kind of includes, like, friends that she grew up with, like, that were friends with her parents and all the, this big, her big favorite group of people at a cabin in Park City, Utah. And the story starts out with her, with actually the vacation ending, and then her, you know, wrapping up some decisions that she'd made, and then they go they're on their way to the airport and she's in a car accident and bam, she wakes up and it's December 20th. So then she's reliving the days that lead up to the Christmas holiday with her family and questioning, you know, the choices that she made not only on that trip, but in life to try to get out of this time warp that she's stuck in. And so um, each kind of trip back into time, because she goes back uh, two or three times she is working on uh, the different relationships with the different people there and kind of trying to figure out life. So that's, that's it, right? You did a great <laughs> job. Um, Jen, did you want to add anything to that synopsis? Since well, I... she makes a wish when she gets yeah. hit by the car. So like her wish is, is yeah, tell me what like the universe to show her what will make her happy. Make her happy. Yeah. 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 I feel like that's an important piece okay this because is why she just keeps dying on her groundhog day <laughs> until she finds out what's gonna make her happy <laughs> um i actually had to um when when i was like making notes for this i actually had to like write out like who all the people were i i don't know what is wrong with my brain but i have a hard time like keeping track of like who all of these people are so i had to like create a little family tree because I I actually- felt like there was a lot of people I had the same thing. I think because they were like, like the side, like the cousins, and like the side was it Aaron and Jordan, the two. It was Aaron and someone, Kyle, Kyle. maybe. Aaron yes. and Kyle. Oh, yes. like the, the young people. kids. Yes. No, 
I thought Aaron and Kyle. Oh no, they the, were the couple. They had the know. they had the young kids. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but all, all of those secondary characters that we didn't get as much interaction with, I was like, who is this person again? <laughs> I like how Danielle like makes out of a, a family tree. I'm just like, eh, it's not necessary. <laughs> right on past them. <laughs> I don't need to know. <laughs> just put that character in the side of my brain and visit them later. <laughs> so what were some of the notes that you wrote down then, Danielle, about these people? Well, I literally like wrote down their names and then like, who was... Start. Because, because, um, like part of them lived together as like roommates in college. So like I had them split up by who like lived with who in college and then like what triggered them even starting this kind of tradition, because I feel like it's kind of unique that they all had families outside of this, but because I believe Aaron's parents died like in a car accident or something, they created this like family friend family Christmas um and then that started everything so then Aaron marries Kyle he has Kennedy and Zachary but they're way younger and then um Malin her parents are Dan and Elsie or Elise Elise I think um I couldn't read my writing Um, (laughs) (laughs) and then they have Miles and Maisie and I do like I made note of this because I thought that this was kind of like unique because I come from a divorced family I know Jen I already know what you're gonna say and unique is not the right word but go ahead (laughs) (laughs) like May or Maisie or Malin or whatever her name is because we all seem to be tripped up on what the heck the main character's name is um their parents come back together for Christmas and the mom is remarried (laughs) and the dad does not come and spend the time with them and everybody's like that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it's very That's weird. Really, totally weird. It's very really weird. Odd. Really, really and odd. And then, and then, because I forget who, but one of the characters. Oh, I think it's Andrew brings it up to Macy, or what are we calling her? May. Macy. Let's call her May. Should we May. just? Should we just um like start off with how we did not understand her name? So like I listened to this book on an Audible, and I thought for sure that her name was Waylon, and I was with a W. <laughs> And I was so confused as to her nicknames because I was like, her name is Waylon. How did she get these nicknames? And it was not until multiple chapters in that I understood that it was Malin with an M. So that's my story. I'm not, and I'm going to call her Waylon for the rest of this session. Well, and for, for me, her name was Maisie. And then when like they were calling her Malin at some point, I was like, who is that? You're like, that's not in my family tree. <laughs> yeah. I'll write that name down. Danielle's referencing her family tree, being like, oh my God, I need a new branch. <laughs> yep, I had to edit that in. And I really did. I have May written down and then I have Malin. <laughs> this is the same person. Oh, Kayla, but... you were good with the name though, right? I'm, I, yeah. Actually, I'd never even caught that her name was Macy and or that they called her. I never caught that Andrew called her Macy until the very end because there's, of course, a British pop singer that I love named Macy. And I was like, oh, I was like, if I knew her name was Macy, I would have like remembered so much easier. (laughs) I'm going to go back to the beginning. 25 chapters. (laughs) Start this bad boy over. (laughs) But Um, back to the parent thing, I think when, when Andrew asks Macy, like, why, or he makes a comment like, oh, your mom's new husband who doesn't come. And Macy just like brushes it off, like, oh yeah, he's got kids. He wants to visit them. It works out great. Like, it doesn't make any sense. 
And it's like, I don't, I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with the mom and dad being there together, but it's, it's more weird that the new husband just goes like AWOL. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's where I'm that's like, why don't they just come? Like, why does right. he bring his children? Right. They even have if, to stay for the whole time. Like, they can just yes. stay for a couple of days. Right. Even if he comes the days after Christmas or the days before, like, it's very bizarre. As, yeah. as a child no- of divorce, also, Danielle, I will say, like, I remember after my parents' divorce, we did one Christmas together and we were like, nah, not doing that again. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was not fun. Nope. <laughs> not going to have it. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe and and he I mean they did reference one Christmas was awkward. One. And yeah. then it I was mean, they got over it fast. Like I they was were like, really great at co-parenting. Emotionally like mature adults. Like <laughs> this all out. I don't know. Like it just felt I mean, I think co-parenting is great. I think it's important. Um, sure. but it also seemed weird that she was married and had like stepchildren and everything and she they don't Christmas at all. Like I don't know. That, that part I thought was odd. It, and that, also, yeah, that was like I, a little too like okay, we're obsessed with tradition and we can't change things. We have to drive to the airport to and from together. We have to do right. like, it's just yeah. Yeah. Like when like the part of the book where May was like trying to like where she was like are we doing this because we like this or are we doing this for traditions? Like like with some traditions I think that makes sense, but like the weird like it's like they all went like way too hard on like these mm-hmm. traditions like i don't care how traditional something is if i decide i don't like it anymore we are done <laughs> like yeah well like and the way they describe traditions i don't even feel like a lot of them are, are traditions like is it a tradition that one of the dads comes down and sits at the breakfast table early in the morning and makes the same <laughs> joke every year like i don't know that that's a tradition so much is just that like, i don't know what else to do let's right. just do it <laughs> like uh-huh. i felt like like the real okay. traditions were like the sledding and then the snow building right. and you know picking out the tree all of those things I think mm-hmm. yeah I did mark that my favorite quote was maybe we should do the things because we love them not because we've always done them that way and I, I just felt like that's just poignant I feel like for so many families this time of year anyways because there is so much of a focus of like we have to do this because we do this every single year and mm-hmm. I think like so many people do feel that like pressure of making sure they do the uh, snow creature building and the, like, we're going to go and do this shopping together at this time on this day. Um, so I did mark that as my favorite quote from the book. That's a good one. Yeah. I would love to know Jen's favorite quote or favorite part of the book. <laughs> well, Gail, that's a great question that I'm going to get to here in just one second. Because <laughs> when Danielle said her quote I was like oh that is good so we'll also say that then maybe that's my favorite quotation now too <laughs> um but like I was on Instagram the other day and I think her name is busy toddler and she was saying that she doesn't feel guilty during the holidays for anything extra and she was like all the holidays basically are all this extra stuff and she was like if you don't do any of it it's all just extra mm-hmm. and I feel like that's like what that tradition stuff kind of was because they weren't liking it like it was extra so if you don't want to do it like don't don't do it it. yeah but to get back to kale's question i did not like this book (laughs) and there was (laughs) i love the authors like i read multiple books from them and i love their books normally but this one 
I just really struggled with like I thought it was so boring and that it like wrapped up way too easily that there was not I thought that there was going to be this like enemies to lovers thing because she starts off making out with Andrew's brother Theo so I kept thinking we're gonna have an enemies to lover and like Theo's gonna come in and she's gonna realize that she doesn't want to be with Andrew so like the enemies to lovers never happened and it was just like I need the universe to tell me what's gonna make me happy oh what's gonna make me happy is everything that I already said that I wanted (laughs) and now I'm just gonna get it and everybody's (laughs) gonna fall in line like that doesn't make sense so but okay okay I yes rebuttals guys I don't know that it, she, you're right. She did what made her happy was everything that she said she wanted. However, there was like some major part of her that was almost like, like paranoia, like terrified to follow through with getting these things that she wanted. And so I think the lesson from that is that it's not like she's just like, oh yeah, everything I want is going to make me happy. Let's do it. It was like, we're her working through and getting getting to the point to be able to get what she wanted. Well, and and like being bold enough to make those changes, because I think nine times out of 10, it's our own like selves that get in the way of getting what will make us happy. Like we don't take the action. We continue in relationships or jobs or whatever the situation is way too long because we're like scared of what's on the other side of it. And so once she started making those changes, then like, things started opening up is how I took it. Not like there was no sort of, because like, as soon as like, she wasn't going after what she wanted, then like the, what was like, what happened in town? Like she almost got ran over and then. And then the the awning fell. Yeah. The awning fell. in, In the course of like three minutes back to back. Yes. Okay. Jennifer, I know that you don't agree. So let's hear it. Well, I, okay. So I was just gonna say like, I do think maybe she changed in regards to her job, you know, when she quit her job and it's like, oh, I'm not happy with this. Yeah. But in what other ways did she change? Oh, I don't feel like she changed. I felt like she was like bold enough to say, this is what I want. Like she had liked this person for like, what, 13 years years or something. Yeah. And she had every opportunity up until this point to like say something. And she wasn't bold enough to be like, okay, you are what I want. And like letting it go. Like if she like had attempted it before, okay, fine. But like, she had never even tried for what, and I don't know that it ever said why she didn't. I think she was just worried about the like family dynamic and like, and if it, if it didn't work, it would be weird. If it did work, it would be weird. And then I felt like that's what I picked up on. Yeah. Sure. But was it bold so much because she thinks that she's going to just keep going back in time? Yes. Okay. And that this, none this, of it okay. matters. So is that this actually is, bold? This is my biggest problem. I, which when you just said at the beginning of our synopsis that she made a wish before she died and like restarted that she wanted to know like what would make her happy. I was like, oh, maybe that's why. But like, I was so confused how we, you know, we repeat, we go back to this 
the start of this Christmas vacation three different times. And so all of the stuff, like even when she almost died in town, and then when her and Andrew are fighting, when she admits that in a past life, she like made out with Theo, I'm still thinking this chick's going to die. Like <laughs> she's going to, she's going to yeah. restart. It's Thank fine. you. And it she never cycles never, back to the beginning. It just never resets. Like, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I said. I think I called Danielle right after and I was like, what happened to the car accident? Right. I was like, are we in a coma? What's going on? But we never go back to the beginning. So I guess. And I mean, it, and then I, and then I, I literally sat there when I finished the book and I was like, huh, well, I haven't seen Groundhog's Day. So maybe this is how it works. But I was like, I cycle back, right? Yes. I thought we would cycle back. I thought there would be an, I thought it would all connect. We'd come full circle somehow. And I was very, very confused when it did not. Like when she restarted, she would restart at the car accident. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I thought, I I don't know, really know what I thought. I didn't think we'd just (laughs) go on in a time that never reset. Like, yeah. They just She's lost those days. But then like how like how do we know when it like reset the last time it wasn't like resetting back to go? You know what I, I mean? Like, I, need, I guess I just need to do more research and I'll be watching Groundhog's Day over um these next few days. I'm not sure if it's I a Christmas like movie, but I'll tell my family. Not. Hence the name Groundhog's Day. <laughs> I feel like as somebody who has watched a lot of, especially holiday Groundhog Day stuff, I feel like it's always like, oh, we've hit our head and we played this out or whatever. And because we played this out, it changed us. And now we're going to go back to the start and we're going to make it right. Or I was, so I was thinking either that will happen. Or sort of like Christmas Carol, where it's like, like the ghosts come and then like you realize, oh, my future can be this. I just need to do it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I thought that would maybe happen, which then I think would give her boldness because then she would know that time wasn't just going to restart sort of thing. Yeah. But without it doing it, I don't know that I would say that she was bold and going after what she wants. She's just like, gosh, I hope, you know, things don't fall on me and try to kill me right now. Well, and and don't you think like, so at the end, you know, the, she gets engaged, which I, I was so annoyed about that. So oh. beyond annoyed about that. <laughs> like thank you and, and the fact that he asked her parents to get a ring two months into it i was like i don't care if you've known each other 15 years you are two months into a relationship no that is not real life mm-hmm. yep no. i fully uh, agree and I thought that's the part where we're like that's not real life <laughs> <laughs> the other okay I'll around this. <laughs> uh, but um i forget what i was saying I can't remember. I'm sure it would have been great. <laughs> what were we talking about? I was annoyed at. We were See, talking was... about like the circling engagement. back to the beginning and how it doesn't. I thought oh, maybe. I felt like we finally been... moved past this. Oh, no. no I'm back no, to that. No, that's what I was going to say is okay, so it ends with her getting engaged and she's all happy and the renovations to the cabin and all of the stuff. So if she's never reset for the final time, wouldn't she wake up every day being like, oh my God, today, today, it's all point. over. Yeah. The anxiety like, that she must feel. Yeah. 
it has to top mine and that is probably a very hard thing to do <laughs> yeah i'd be like oh my god do i need to say yes am i gonna get hit by a car <laughs> can we also say though i thought maybe like okay they'd cycle back to the beginning she's in a coma and andrew comes in and is like oh my god i didn't realize how important to you or something but it was literally just like i'm in a car accident what makes me happy this will make me happy okay this is what i'm gonna do the end <laughs> I felt like <laughs> that happened and when she tells andrew yeah like i'm in a time loop he like questions it for maybe a page and then he's like <laughs> He's like, yeah, I believe you. I'm with you. Yep. I'm yeah, like, he really oh, did this. I'm also very angry at you for right. what you did in another time. <laughs> Go ahead, Danielle. I feel like you wanted to say something that would be a little less screwed. Uh, no, I was going to say um, that I felt like it was mis disproportioned um, in his reaction that the thing that he had trouble with was that his brother licked her face um and, which also I like made note of that because I thought that that was kind of strange that he was like some sort of ladies man is how like she references Theo but he couldn't even make out with her without like licking her face and making her uncomfortable um so I, I felt like that was kind of odd but I felt like his reaction was like off on his focus was on Theo not on wait a second you're stuck in like a time loop situation <laughs> like that right. seemed okay but it was like oh in this time loop you made out with my brother what right that, and that also like isn't that big of a deal like like they literally made out one time she fully admitted in her past life when it happened as well as her new groundhog day life that it was a huge mistake like and you would andrew's acting like it's literally the end of the world being like and andrew I was I... showing no interest in her at that time like zero interest zero okay yeah. i did i did make notes of like things that he said because jen had pointed this out when we discussed this so i did make notes of moments where he like it was clear like he like they actually had something. some sort of connection yeah. yeah because like when jen pointed that out the first time i read it like it was just like oh jen like this is just like a little rom-com like let's <laughs> let's move on jennifer and so oh, then <laughs> last time when i made the notes i was like okay i'm gonna make notes of like moments because then i was like you know what maybe she is correct on this but um oh, go ahead <laughs> but uh so there are like several like moments that are pointed out where like he noticed like when her like parents were divorced or like before they were divorced how he I think he said that she was like holding her breath and then like once they were divorced she seemed back to herself and I just felt like that is like somebody who really is like noticing and caring about this like person um and like just little like he was the first person to check on her. I think in the like second time loop around, she like went outside and he came to check on her. No one else did. It was Andrew. So like, I felt like there was like these little moments of him showing interest in her as well, as opposed to like it all being on her. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe more so that just kind of show that it's, there's something a little bit deeper than just a normal friendship there between those two. Yeah, that's how like I from, from it. his point of view. Yeah, yeah. since like, we already knew he was obsessed. I think it was very friend vibe until like the only time 
or maybe I should say the start. I think they were maybe playing some sort of games in the basement. And at this time, I'm still thinking like maybe Theo's going to come in and like make this book interesting. And <laughs> I don't even remember what the game was since I listened to this quite a while ago. But Andrew was like looking at our girl Waylon and he said to himself something like oh no like she wouldn't do that she would have done oh it's like two truths and a lie yeah like, yeah it was yeah. two truths and a lie and that's where I was like okay Andrew is gonna be end game nothing's yeah. changing like, she said she like did something to her ex-roommate or something or an ex-boyfriend or something and yeah. he's like you never do that no matter how mad you were in a person yeah. you're just not that not that kind of girl or something and I felt like the way he was looking at her even during that game was the description of, okay, now he's interested. Whereas yeah. before, I don't I don't think he was. Because he says something at some point, like, I didn't know I could have you. So I think yeah. he just never, ever thought of her that way. Yeah. Because of that. Yeah. Yes, I, do, I agree. I do think it, their whole relationship. Okay, so we know Jen didn't like the book. I actually enjoyed the book. I did not I did not I did not enjoy the ending. I actually was like very very mad at the ending. I did not like the ending at all. But I loved I mean I texted you guys like multiple times like, oh my gosh, you guys, I am really liking this book. So I I did like it. But I feel like the the their whole relationship with each other was set up to be so like brother and sisterly that it like <laughs> it felt creepy when we got to the sex scenes and I'm not like that does not bother yeah. me like I'm reading the theory <laughs> book with the sex scenes now like zero <laughs> problems <laughs> but yeah. like it it felt a little off like, yeah. like Andrew and her zero to a thousand oh sorry <laughs> no I was just saying like Andrew and her just did not make sense to me which is why I thought like Theo was gonna come in and Theo just stayed lame the entire book <laughs> I didn't come in but um, I just I just thought it was so weird how they flipped well, it while we're back on Theo um I also thought his reaction was so extreme and then was fine like right. and mm -hmm. I even because like I I had listened to it and then I I uh, made notes and um when I was making notes I was like I had to have like missed where there's like a big conversation of because like they were saying like all these people were like, oh, I thought you were in, in love with Theo. Oh, Theo's in love with you. And I was like, okay, where's where's the proof of any yeah. of this? And then mm -hmm. he like loses his mind. And then he's like, oh, it's fine. And like Theo and Theo like is super tight with her brother. Like they love each other. She makes out with Theo in the beginning. Like it just seemed like, why are we not going back to Theo? Andrew's just this person that's over here that Waylon thinks is great, but nobody else is really talking about. I don't know. It just didn't make sense to me. That's all. That's all. <laughs> I, I did. I my, So I think I my favorite part was like, Danielle, I know you said your quote that was your favorite. I loved how I forget which like time loop we were in, but she, I think it might've been the first one. They were sitting on the couch all like, just like hanging out and may was remembering that in the first loop her and theo were just like scrolling on instagram for like hours on end mm -hmm. and she was like oh she was like she made like a comment or an internal like monologue about like 
spending time with like you know, she's like you know I wanted what would make me happy and the universe brought me back here so why did I spend my time with these people that would make me happy glued to my phone or not being present and I was like oh I was like that was like a really like big takeaway for me I was like I really liked that because mm-hmm. I think literally that is how the entire world is nowadays like mm-hmm. you're no matter who you're with you're just on your phone um so I really did like that um but I I also just liked that the I think it was like lighthearted enough that it gave you like a little dose of Christmas and Christmas cheer without being so like in your face as like a movie or like songs because like I know you know not everybody like does great around Christmas and around the holidays and it's like it was nice to be able to get that little bit of cheer in there in a way that wasn't quite as like visual as everything that I'm used to because I don't believe I've ever read a Christmas book before which seems weird I know right yeah I mean I've read a Christmas carol but that does not count I don't because I haven't read the Charles Dickens version so <laughs> that definitely doesn't count I'm pretty sure when I was like five I read the I read the Mickey Mouse version yes <laughs> so I do think that like from someone who has loved Christmas and then struggles for other reasons now yeah. because of it I think that it did a really good job of that and I think that's that's why I was liking it so much but then that ending just came in and blew me apart in the worst way. I was like, <laughs> by the ending, you mean the fact that they got engaged? Yes, I thought that ruined it. Like, yes, okay. yeah. So, uh, what if? Because you mentioned like movies and songs, so I have to ask you both then, since you both liked it, what if this book was like made into a Hallmark movie or something. Are we liking it still? Or are we like, uh Oh, I feel like it was very similar to a Hallmark movie anyways, which I love yeah. Hallmark movies because you always know how they're going to end. You know, it's all going to work out. It's like no big deal. And so mm-hmm. like, especially like this time of year, I love that you can like turn one on and then you leave the room for like an hour and you come back and another one started and basically you just pick up where you were. So- right. <laughs> so- it's like when I used to watch Young and the Restless. All the Hallmark movies blend in together. Yeah. In the plot, like you just right. understand. <laughs> so this book so- is the Young and the Restless of holiday books. <laughs> yes. Yeah, kind of. Um, so it's it's kind of strange because I had put a book on hold um that I listened to, Kale. I know you're back to this, like, how does this work? You put an audiobook on hold, why can't you get it immediately? But um right. it's it's called One Christmas Morning, and I actually just ended it last night. And it is a groundhog day situation too, but it is not lighthearted at all. And it is not like rom-commy whatsoever. Like this woman is like struggling and, but her like groundhog day, she ends up in other people's bodies, like on that same day. So like she gets oh. to see her mistakes from other people's like perspective or like oh, wow. about what she's doing. Um, and so like, it was just weird that like to compare and contrast because this one is so like you said, like Hallmark movie-ish, which again, I enjoy. Um, and this book was excellent, but it was not the same vibes of all of like, oh, little Christmas cheer. Right. <laughs> sort of thing. But it happened at Christmas. It was like Christmas morning, like going through like those three days and her grandma, like, which of course like resonates with me is like the ghost that comes in like, 
is kind of guiding her on this journey. Um, so anyways, not that we need to talk about, but it was interesting just how, and like you guys were saying, like, how do you know it was reset? Well, in that book, she knew it was reset because she had to like give up. She's in a totally different body. Yeah, Because (laughs) like at one point she is in her own body and she gets sent back again. Like it, it's, it's, it was actually really good, but it wasn't like, Oh, Christmas. (laughs) Well, and I should say that this book had some strikes against it before I even started it because I cannot stand the Groundhog Day trope. Like that drives me crazy. I find it so boring that we, and luckily I guess with this book, it only reset a couple of times. So we didn't have to go back (laughs) and keep going back. Mm -hmm. But the only character that kind of saved it for me was Benny. I thought Benny was awesome and that he was hilarious. And whoever did the voice work on this book just did Benny so good. Like I he, agree. He was so funny and her accent was so great. But I have to say, so like a big part of this book that we haven't talked about is how the owners of the cabin are selling it. And Waylon is so upset because she doesn't, she realized, I mean, like she has family members who are ditching their other family members so that they can hang out together every Christmas. So she's so upset that they aren't going to be doing that anymore. And I think that that's great. And like she, I thought she was going to let go of the cabin and that was going to be part of the growth, you know, is that we're going to create our new traditions. But instead, <laughs> Benny just comes in and is like, oh yeah, I invested in Spotify and sold it. I'm going to buy the cabin. And that's when I was like, I am done. <laughs> like, no, because that would not happen. And he's I like, know he's like, have you heard of Spotify? I know that this is a rom-com holiday hallmarky kind of book but I was just like no and maybe that was maybe that was the part I couldn't handle because I could handle the going back in time but I couldn't handle Benny just being a millionaire <laughs> holding up all this money it was too much I don't know what did you all think about that uh well I just was like oh this is convenient hallmark like someone steps in with all the money and saves the day um yeah I just I, thought I like I, I guess I wasn't mad that Benny bought it because by that point I think like we we knew that Malin was going to figure out how to buy it like uh, it it would have maybe just made more sense because she asked Benny like can you you know co-sign for me for mm. a loan like that might have I, like that that actually maybe if we're if we're looking at may growing and evolving as a human that might have shown her growth more because she would have been making a decision to be personally invested in this property that she says she needs right. so badly but mm-hmm. i i thought the whole benny spotify let me remodel it completely but it's brand new but it's also got all of the old things that we love like it was just like what like yeah it was <laughs> it was just a little weird and it completely changed benny like yeah. In a way that I didn't quite enjoy because Benny, Benny was like the fun loving, who cares about all of this stuff? Like I just right. want to be around the people. And now all of a sudden it's, I've got this house and I'm going to yeah. do all of these things to it. And you guys come all the time and you have all the fun with no, none of the responsibility. And I don't know. It just, it took me out of it a little too much. I was still like, where's Theo? What's going on with Theo? <laughs> 
And I think at that point, I was honestly still waiting for time to reset. So I was just like, yeah. <laughs> like, like burn the cabin down at this point. <laughs> when, when I was like making my notes, I was like, okay, I think it resets one more time. And so I kept like waiting for it because I was like, I think it happens. Because again, I was like making notes of like what reset her each time. And I was like, I think it happens again. <laughs> it never did. Never so did. Yeah, I do have to say, though, with how awesome Benny was when uh, when she came back in time and was always trying to convince Benny of what happened. Those are like some of my favorite parts in the book, because oh, I yes. find that really hilarious. I found it so funny when she shows up. I think it's the second or third time. And she's like, you're going to skin your knee and watch the dog and do this. And everyone's just like yeah. looking at her and they're like, whoa, Malin came in hot today. <laughs> like. I, that's like when I was like I actually like laughed out loud and then I was like oh I was like this book's cute I like it mm-hmm. yeah like yeah, it was I cute agree. it wasn't it wasn't like worst book ever it's just that if I wasn't on this podcast I would have probably stopped reading it at about chapters four or five <laughs> no this is not going anywhere for me personally Scrooge McDuck over here <laughs> It's not the worst, the worst um, book ever. And we're like 40 minutes in of you being like, this book sucks and this is why. <laughs> that may be saying. my favorite part of this whole episode. <laughs> and maybe, maybe too, maybe it's because like Danielle and I were talking at one point where we have such high expectations for this author because we've read oh. her other stuff and her other stuff goes in multiple directions and there's all of this depth and all of this growth. And like, I didn't really feel like any of that happened in this. It was just very cookie cutter. I need to crank out a Hallmark book kind of yeah. thing. Mm. Do you think, because when I was done, I like, right, you know, read about the authors and, you know, saw that it was two that write books together. Mm-hmm. Do you think- Which can we just you- talk about, I have to interrupt you because I'm rude and- <laughs> Can we just talk about though, can you imagine if like the three of us got together and we were writing a book and we had to get together and write a sex scene? Can you just imagine that? I just can't get my mind around that. I've actually listened to them um, like on a podcast talk about like the writing process and they say like that is like the funniest part of them like (laughs) because like they will like get to get like I think they write like different sections of their books and then they get together and then they like read these things aloud and like there's like I forget which book it is but she's one of them is talking about how they were literally like jumping up and down on like a bed like reading the like laughing their heads off because it's I just like, can't imagine how do you not it, it's like being at Starbucks and being like okay what word choice <laughs> are we going to use for this sexy <laughs> I just can't imagine okay sorry Kale what were you going to say though oh so I will I'm wondering if which it sounds like you do know some about the writing process. I wondered if, if since the book was so different than their other stuff, if one girl in particular did more of the writing for holidays oh, versus no. like what they normally just, do. Yeah. She's just like, or if they, or maybe author. they just went into it, wanting it to be a typical cookie cutter Hallmark holiday book. Yeah. I think really ultimately, I feel like the book was supposed to just be this lighthearted fun little read fun, quick that people read, aren't yes. supposed to like dissect and like how yeah. would this actually work 
because to my knowledge, no one is having Groundhog Days. I mean, no one's come to me and been like, Danielle, I need your help. I'm stuck in this loop. But maybe (laughs) I'm just not the type of person that someone would come to with that issue. (laughs) I don't know. Um, I would seek out my millionaire friend who can just fix it for me. (laughs) I can say like when, because then of course I was like, okay, like what, how are we going to like talk about this? Cause I know Jen hates the book. Um, And (laughs) it was like, how, how would you guys feel about being in that sort of loop though? Because the idea of that kind of makes me extremely anxious. (laughs) Like that idea of like having a stroke and being like stuck in your body, you know, like (laughs) that sort of thing. Like you're just stuck in this like day after day of the same thing kind of seems really scary to me. I would, I would probably have to institute myself. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. As somebody with crippling anxiety on the day to day, I would probably have some issues with it. But then I also, I feel like I'd do really great those first two days where I know what's going to happen. Right. I would be killing that. I'd be like, oh, kind of like she did. Expectations. Yes, mm-hmm. and I'd be cracking jokes like she did, telling people to watch out. You're gonna chip your tooth on the cookie, like. Yeah. But then it's like once you got deeper and deeper, I would literally just be waiting for it to reset. Yeah. Like, I actually feel like Kitty might think that she's in Groundhog's Day every day of her life. Like, I feel like <laughs> Kitty is Kale's dog. For those of you who don't know, <laughs> someone's like, "Wait, I didn't have that one on my family tree." Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah sorry kitty's laying beside me and i was like if anyone could relate to being like kind of brain dead and like not understanding <laughs> it's kitty <laughs> again kale's dog <laughs> yeah i just i think like what you said earlier kale where you were like i would just always be waiting for it to reset mm-hmm. i would be always waiting for that other shoe to drop like yeah something is going to go wrong but maybe that was like her whole growth was just realizing that like she's in charge of what she's in charge of and but i just i think that because if we go back to your original comment of like her making the wish what will make me happy and then when it reset it reset because she was making decisions that wouldn't make her happy then you want us as readers to believe that when they get engaged and then whatever happens after this book ends she never for the rest of her life makes a single decision that will lead to an unhappy outcome because that is a lie like, maybe she does like maybe on her deathbed she's like i'm gonna do something that's gonna make me super unhappy and i'm gonna go back then, to bam december 20th, 20th 25 <laughs> years ago <laughs> and that's how she achieves immortality <laughs> we've written a whole new book let's meet and discuss the sex scenes <laughs> It's your new fantasy series coming out at Christmas 2026. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Danielle, I feel like you need to tell us what you liked about the book. Well, I really love their actual traditions. Like we talked about, you know, not the like guy coming down and like saying the same lame dad joke, but like the the making the snow people and the like scavenger hunt, like those things I thought seemed really fun and seemed very just, just lovely. Like, like stability kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that was my favorite part. And like, I could see the scavenger hunt idea idea would be so fun. Yeah. And like, as I was like thinking about it, um, for those of you who don't know, um, we have all been friends for like, 
30 plus years. And so, um, like I could see our families like doing something of that nature of like creating these, you know, these traditions and these like things together, all of us. Um, and so like, I could put us into like those, those situations. Scenarios. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not the groundhog day stuff. Cause again, no one's come to me with that. So <laughs> yet, yet. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you're listening to this and you are stuck in a groundhog situation, I will happily help you. Again, I don't know that you want me, um, but we'll and let it us out. know: Are you experiencing anxiety, or right. are you handling it yeah. quite well? At what level <laughs> is your anxiety? Because like it would be a million. Um, so that was my like favorite part of of the book. Mm-hmm. I think was just those like little traditions. Um, Kale, what was yours? Because you enjoyed the book as well. I did. I did. I know it sounds like I did not, but I did enjoy it. I think my favorite part was being able to get a little bit of that Christmas cheer without having to watch a movie or deal with own personal memories of Mm -hmm. things. Um, And I think besides that, my favorite part was like her comment about like being present with the people that you're around Cause I think that like, I read that and I took a picture of whatever she said on my phone, which now it's lost in all my photos and I'll probably never see it again, but, (laughs) but it definitely stood out and made me think like, oh yeah, that's like really true. And I think that that's something everybody can learn from and integrate into their own life to grow. I love that. And I also actually made note of you, Kale, in the book because on page 134, She's laying under the Christmas tree. She and is with yeah, yeah, yeah with, I did with think Man, of you, Mandrew. We also never talked about how his nickname is Mandrew. Oh, like, I hated yeah, that. That's like horrible. with a passion. What? I was like, yes. stop calling him that. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I don't like that. But yeah, I would say, what would you rate the book, Danielle? Did you rate it? Um, I don't think I rated it. Um, I feel like it's a four. Um, I, is I that mean, on a scale of one to ten? <laughs> no, but just I, I uh, like, like we've talked about already several times. I feel like on this podcast, I feel like I'm not as discerning as Jennifer on books. <laughs> like I go from like, did like this, this wasn't a book where I closed it and I like held it to my chest. And I was like, oh, I really love that. Or, and it wasn't a book that like sticks that stuck with me because I actually read this last Christmas um for the first and you didn't even remember it we and literally I didn't were having it. a conversation back and forth and Danielle was like I don't think that's the book <laughs> I didn't remember I have no memory of this once once I started it again I did remember it um and I will say like I have read um slash listened to several holiday books this season and this isn't even in like my top at all um but I, I mean I still think it's enjoyable like Kale said like it's very like feel goodsy um just some Christmas cheer. You don't have to think too much into it. Obviously we did because we've spent an hour discussing (laughs) what the heck just happened. Um, But, but yeah. So if I wasn't even discussing this at all, it's for sure four. What would you rank it? Yeah. Out of five, not 10. I would say I did not, I updated my Goodreads that I finished it, but I did not rate it yet. I, I think I really want to give it a four because it really did help a lot with like seasonal like blues this year. Mm. But 
I there were so many pieces that weren't tied together with like not resetting the loop and then with mm-hmm. her getting engaged it just bothered me so I think I would have to go with a three I think that's fair Jennifer but like but I do think it is like a very light-hearted I enjoyed it more than I thought I would for sure especially after Jen being like this is the worst book I've ever read yes because mind you guys Jen has been telling us that since literally probably September when she finished the book so for two months leading up to this i'm like wow this december book is going to blow and i will say like whenever i see um like our friend nicole posted that she was reading it and i immediately responded to her instagram like nope that's a nope for me <laughs> sorry so i'm ruining this book left and right for people um so i would say that i don't think book... she actually finished it did she because Probably she kept falling asleep as she was reading it Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, Nicole. I'd say more. So I would say this book for me was probably like a one, one and a half. And I hate to say that because I know it is supposed to be a lighthearted, just sweet Christmassy read. But like when I read a book, I just really like to try to figure out where it's going and what kind of makes sense and it just never went to a place that made sense for me and I just couldn't rectify that like even Andrew like Andrew's supposed to be this amazing just super awesome guy and I feel like he was only into her because some tarot cards at a party said that he'd already met the love of his life. I feel like otherwise he would have been like, oh, whatever. She's in a time loop. Crazy lady. Like, I don't know. I just, I oh, just. But I felt like he kind of wrote that off because she even brought that up like as she was like, I don't know, explaining her situation. Think- he was like, that's that's just stupid tarot cards. Like, so. But he was all about it when it was convenient. Right. Can I just say? I don't know. I'm just. I just, I just, I just, period. I just. (laughs) I think that, I think that for what it was, it did a good job of like, I also felt like I don't, any of the characters, even Macy and Andrew, I didn't really know them on like a deep level. Like Mm -hmm. I I was not invested in like, do they break up? I don't care. Like, (laughs) do they like stay together? Yeah, I don't care. Like, like I, I I don't think the characters were developed enough to like have any kind of emotional attachment to any of them. Which is why yeah. it's very Hallmark-esque, right? Like yes. ultimately in a Hallmark movie, like cool, it's gonna work out, but like you're not like rooting, I mean, right. I'm not normally like, right. I don't think ever, like, oh my gosh, I really hope that they <laughs> the one yeah. that get to the end and it all works out right yeah, like i feel like this book was the kind of hallmark movie that has bad actors and no chemistry <laughs> you know what i mean like some it hallmark wasn't movies, you're like it oh, wasn't the, it wasn't Lindsay lohan's newest one from last year because that was good where she like falls down the like ski slope what? that's not hallmark yeah. though that's netflix oh sorry oh that's why netflix yeah they got the budget i guess Hallmark oh, does. i i do not feel like that is a five-star movie either i feel right, like that's not what i said that is movie. not what i said you're putting words into my mouth danielle <laughs> <laughs> i will not have my reputation ruined once this podcast gets out by saying Lindsay Lohan <laughs> was five star <laughs> i felt like that movie was terrible terrible <laughs> so i guess i don't love everything 
<laughs> you growing. <laughs> we'll just call I'm you just a critical reader, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, you know, okay, so you know when you're reading like a really awesome book and you're going through it and all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, these characters aren't real. And like you're so sad about it because like you're like, you know, like you you're feel so it. invested in it and you feel like yeah. you're friends with them. Like I never felt like that during this book. <laughs> I yeah. feel like often, especially like in the rom-com genre, like it's pretty rare that you're like, I really, really love this character. Like, I feel like. Really? It, I feel like I do that a lot. Really? Okay, so so yeah. I have a question. So if we're comparing <laughs> The Undertaking of Heart and Mercy and Good Girl's Guide to Murder and this, where are your levels of depth with characters? Like which oh, one? This is solid feel... last place. Oh, for sure, I agree. But, last place. but did you feel that? And yeah, I rated about... all of them four stars. See, like I can't. I I'm not a very good writer. No one should listen to me. <laughs> this is the bottom of the four star. So I so would say heart and mercy like, would be at I... the top for me. What What's at the top? Heart and mercy, and then I would say the Good Girl's Guide to Murder, just because she did so many things that like a teenager would do that as a 40 year old woman, I do not relate to. Well, wait, so but it sorry, wasn't not, written I... for us. It was written right. for young adults. So like, right. that makes it kind of hard too. Like if well, you're thinking but... in terms of like, was this written for me? Obviously mm -hmm. we were like, as a mother, Jesus Christ, what are you doing? <laughs> but that book still had me like super invested. Like, yeah. where's this going to go and what's going to happen? That makes sense. Yeah. So I'm, it, not so much like the full book rating but like characters like were you invested That's into the, the characters murder. of heart and mercy yeah and and good girl's guide to murder yeah i feel like more heart than good girl character which i feel like heart and mercy was trying to get us more invested invested in the characters whereas the other was trying to just like confuse us and jumble us up yeah. and make us kind of yeah. think about where it's going but I feel like I was invested in Heart and Mercy. I yeah no I I'm not disagreeing because I like I remember when we were talking about Heart and Mercy I was like I really when I finished that I found myself wanting more of that weird world and like yeah. I yeah. followed that, that author on Instagram and I'm really excited for the Frank and Twyla one that comes out mm -hmm. I think in February. Um, I think it's June. Oh. <laughs> I didn't even know. Maybe, uh, maybe so. I'm in a time loop. Danielle, this is me <laughs> telling you I need help getting out of my time loop. <laughs> uh, you know what? I've got kids vomiting. I don't know that I can I can help with the time loop today. Maybe come back tomorrow. <laughs> oh, wow. She was so invested in other people's time loops. Wow. <laughs> well, if you're in a time loop, we can handle this tomorrow. <laughs> because tomorrow it never today. resets, Danielle. <laughs> Well, then he can contract me tomorrow unless I'm vomiting then. And then maybe I can't tomorrow either. Maybe you need to get in a time loop and get ahead of this <laughs> flu that you've got going on in your house. That'd be nice. Um, okay. Well, um, <laughs> <laughs> on that note, <laughs> is there anything else um, that we wanted to say about this book? I mean, I feel like I've said all I need to say. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I feel like else wants to hear from me on this I feel book. really bad if someone is listening to this and they were like I really love this book and well I two really out of three did two out of three did love it yeah I mean Danielle you gave it an above average I gave it an average and then Jen really shot our numbers by giving it 
a one. I, I feel like people need to comment letting me know that they also hated this book because it is a tough stand to come out against a Christmas book. Thank you very much. <laughs> I think somebody needs to just have my back and be like, I get it. I also didn't finish this book. I think there's probably a lot of people. And I do think like it is really interesting because, and I'm not going to mention what the book was because I had a lot of people like recommend, recommend this book and I could not get through it. And Jen was like, stop reading it. Um, and so I just feel like sometimes like books just really hit for some people. And then um, other times yeah. it's just like, this is the worst thing I've ever read. Why are people recommending this book? Like, so. And you're I the nice, good, good reader who finishes it. I am the reader where the second I'm out of it, like I'm out and I could be on literally chapter 20 out of 23 and I will toss the book. <laughs> well, I did not finish that one book and it was, it was just really bad. So I guess I there think, are there I don't like. I don't think I've ever started a book and not finished it because of like what? some weird, some weird. Well, it also takes me nine years to read a book. So not anymore. Look at you now. This is just a slow death of the book. <laughs> You're just like, I'm going to get back to that next year. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> oh. All right. Um, so um, in relation to this book, we, we feel good. We feel complete. Jen, you can finally move on from it. Yeah. I'm going to put this book in its coffin and not come back to it. Good. <laughs> um, you, will find, you will find a pristine copy of In a Holidays at a local um, Goodwill too. <laughs> 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 um, okay. So um, Kale um, his birthday month is coming up next month. So he is choosing our um, January book. Um, are you ready to announce what it is? Or uh... I sure am. We All are right. reading Rosie Frost and the Falcon Queen by the <laughs> one and only Jerry Hollowell from the Spice Girls. She's Ginger Spice for anyone who needs to call them by their spice names, which I don't love, but that's another story for another day. Well, you can um, you can talk about that on the next podcast. Yes. So it is a like Harry Potter, Hogwarts-esque young adult fantasy realm. And I will say I have a friend who's not a Spice Girl fan. He's not not a Spice Girl fan, but he is reading Rosie Frost. He got it from his library um, and is like loving it. Good. So I, he could be lying to me. How he old is be. he? He's <laughs> Uh, like oh. our age, probably a little bit younger, maybe like 35, like 30, like 30s. Um, he's not 12, Jen. Thank you. Okay. Just checking. Just checking. <laughs> I um, feel like at the end of these podcasts, we should try to get the guests or not the get the listeners to figure out who picked the book that month. <laughs> and they'll be like, oh, that'd be fun. Be interesting. Yeah. Well, but everyone knows January, Rosie Frost, Jerry Hollowell. That's me. Yeah. We're all looking <laughs> forward to it. <laughs> I hope See, that this I feel... is the best book ever. I hope that this is like a 10 out of 10. I just gush. I mean, you guys, she's too. got a three book deal and they're already making it into a movie. So I think it's going to be really great. Okay. Like they don't just make movies of bad books, do they? No, that's never happened. <laughs> Danielle, don't you have sick kids? I think it's time to go. I think it's time to go. <laughs> Thank you for being part of our Books and Brands podcast journey. We invite you to share the magic with your book-loving besties and fellow small business owners so they can enjoy it too. 
And if you've been loving what you hear, consider subscribing. And if you're feeling especially generous, leave us a glowing five-star review. For daily updates and behind-the-scenes moments, connect with us on Instagram at the Silver Lining Design and Truck. Now, as we close one chapter, we eagerly turn the page to the next great adventure in the world of books and brands. Stay tuned for more exciting stories and inspiring guests.